Okay. Vayachi always presents us with, um, I don't know. I always do this. I always try to give it an introduction. It doesn't work. Okay, we're not going to introduce anything. With the end, finally. We love Bracious. We love Bracious, but also Bracious has to come to an end at some point. All, right, all good things have to come to an end. Um, but there's a really, really interesting conversation that goes on at the end, the very, very end of Parshish Vayachi, which really needs a lot of conversation here. And that's what we do here. So we're going we're gonna to do that. So let's just start to read. And then they'll tell me what you think, what your questions are, and I have a couple of thoughts about what might, what might work here. So let's take a look. This is all the way, we're at source number one, we're all the way now. The brother, Yaakov, has already given the brachos, he passes away, they bring him back to Eretz Yisrael to bury him, and now they come back. And you can like, you can like feel that experience, right? They've now come back to Mitzrayim, Yaakov has died, and now it's just the brothers and Yosef. Right, and what happens? Right, so what happens? Vayashav, we know the story a little bit, probably, right? Vayashav Yosef Mitzrayim Ahu Ve'achav Achol Ha'olim Yito. Interesting, by the way, it's, just this is fascinating. Read that Pasuk. Vayashav Yosef Mitzrayim Who returned? Yosef came back to Mitzrayim. Hu Ve'achav. Him and his brothers. V'chol Ha'olim Yito. Likpor Asaviv. Acharei Kavro Asaviv. What does the Pasuk mean to tell me? What just happened? Simple, simple explanation of the Pasuk is what happened. Not a trick question. Everybody came back. Okay, if you were writing that everyone came back, what would you have written? This is not, this is not my, see, this is what happens. I wasn't even intending to talk about this, but it's important, but notice it. What is it? But, but that, Yashuvu, right? Vayashuvu, Yosef, Ve'echav, Yosef, Kola Achim, whatever you want languages. Vayashav, Yosef, Mitzrayma, Yosef came back. Oh, and by the way, look who came with him. The brothers and everybody else. Fine. Well, why is that? Whatever. You can tell me if you, later if you think that's important or not. But it's certainly an interesting way to write the puzzle. Yeah? Fine. But then what happens? And they get back. And the brothers saw that their father had died. Bother anybody? Well, you would. They just buried him. They just buried him. It's fine. They saw that their father had died. What does that even mean? Okay? And they said, Oh man, now Yosef is going to get us. And now he's going to Hashev Yashiv, double language. He's really going to get us now for all the bad stuff that we did to him, meaning that we sold him to Egypt and we were so nasty to him. Now, they're really, now he's really going to go get us. Okay, anyone have a problem with that? With any of this? In this Pasuk? Bother anybody? No, it's good. It makes sense. It's fine. Makes sense. I mean, they made up, so they obviously think they, he's still angry. There's been a... a, a yeah. Yaakov lives in Egypt for 17 years. Mm-hmm. It's been 17 years. I think I'm getting math right. Right? I think that's right. Yeah? I think 17 years. What, what was going on for 17 years? It was all fake? He didn't, he didn't attack them. He didn't do anything to them. I mean, maybe this does tell us something about what about what the relationship was, maybe in a sad way, for those 17 years, right? But like, and what's Vayiru Achei Yosef Kimes Avihem? What did they see? They saw that... Maybe the prophecy is coming true, and this is like where, this is where like they're supposed to be, even though like, like, 
theoretically like they wouldn't want it they don't necessarily want to be here but like they kind of like are like this is our path like we see it's coming true like this okay they are seeing it's coming true yes yes definitely this whole story is coming right yeah. but like what is but what do they see now what are they all of a sudden noticing what what there's something that they saw right they didn't see that he died they knew that he died simple okay simple explanation is what simple explanation is right this is something that people experience when they sit shiva and they take a walk around the block at the end of shiva and they come back to the house and for this many people, right? You walk into the house and it's like, oh, it's real now. Mm-hmm. Right? Like all of a sudden there's like this realization. Like they come back to the house, the house is empty. And like now life is going to hit. And like it's almost like Vayiru, right? Kimesavihem. Like now, now it's hit them, right? They come back to Mitzrayim. They walk into the house. Father's not there, right? So that's like the simple shot maybe. They just like realize like, holy cow, this really happened. All the pomp and circumstance, all the stuff, right? Like, we're like, I'll have though the queen passes away, and there's like all this, right? And then at some point, like, it's all over, and mm-hmm. Charles comes back to the house, and the palace, and, and she's gone, right? So, like, similar thing here, right? They, that, that's probably the symbol shot, right? But there's something else there, right? You're, ooh, they, 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 they all of a sudden they realize, like, oh, he, dad's really gone now, and now they get nervous. Right? What's Joseph going to do to us? And now they. they Command Yosef. Fascinating, right? They could, now they command Yosef? What did they're afraid of Yosef? Now they're commanding Yosef. Yosef, Yosef, let us tell you something that, Yosef, that, that Abba told us. Okay? This is what you should tell Yosef. Okay? Does this phrase sound familiar to you? Where do we say that, a phrase like that sometimes? Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, right? Slichos, Ana, Sana, Hashem, please don't, right? Don't hold on to our Averos, right? Just like, let it go, right? Ki ra'ag malucha, they did bad to you. So now, like, just let it go, that which the servants of your father's God have done. Basically, don't hurt them. Abba told us to tell you not to hurt us. And what does Yosef start to do? Cry. He starts to cry. This is not the first time we see Yosef cry. Yosef's a big crier. Yosef cries more than any person in the entire Torah. Right? So Yosef starts to cry. This is terrible. Why is Yosef crying? Do we see anywhere else that Yaakov actually knows what went down with the brothers in Yosef? No, we do not. Mm-hmm. We never find anywhere in the Torah... Where Yaakov is, where this is, story is revealed to him. Rav um, Schwab says a beautiful explanation where he says he thinks that when they go up to Yosef, they go up to Yaakov, right, to, to get him and bring him down. So the Torah there says, Yosef. Right, so he, he thinks that that line means they told him the whole story. Right? The Ramban says that Yaakov never found out. And Ramban says that, Yaakov, that Yosef actually spent his whole life. Right, when, ya- when Yaakov was six, what happened? They call Yosef. Why didn't Yosef know? So Ramban says he actually stayed away from his father for 17 years. Even though they were united, he never was by himself alone with him. Why? Because he was nervous. He said to him, like, Yosef, like, what happened? And he never wanted to reveal it to him. So there's a big discussion in the, in the, you know, in the Rishonim. Is there an assumption that he, he did know, he didn't know? But we don't know for sure. We definitely don't have a necessarily have any part in the story where Yaakov is told that this, that this really happened. So that creates a problem for this mm-hmm. argument. Good. No, I would say that, that maybe like answers it. This is? Yeah. Good. So one possibility is, oh, see, he knew. Right. But Good. That's why he's crying because like he worked so hard 
Oh, so maybe he's crying because now he realized his father knew. Yeah. Okay, good. That's one possibility. Good, I like that. So that's one possibility. What's another possibility? We, we, uh, they didn't know and they're just saying. Yeah, the other possibility is that they made this up. Or that this is made up. Because we don't ever have a record of Yaakov telling them this. It doesn't mean it didn't happen. A lot of times we are told information. It's not re- like some stories are told twice. You know, like Evda Avram goes and he meets Rivka and then he goes and tells Lavan and Basil the whole story. It's repeated twice. A lot of times we don't have that. But it is kind of strange that they come to him with, this is what Abba said. Like if Yosef's the favorite, who should Yaakov have told? Right. Should have told Yosef. That's a very strange thing. This is what Abba told us to tell you. Give me a break. Yosef could have, he could have told Yosef himself. Especially if this is a, he's something he wanted Yosef not to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Then he should have told him. Why send the brothers to, to let Yosef know? Okay, fine. And Yosef cries then why? If it's made up, why is Yosef crying? I mean, he could be crying because of the, it's like such evidence of such a fractured trust. Like after all this time, you're in Egypt with me and you still think I'm harboring this grudge and then I was just waiting for my father to die so I could... How well do we know each other? Right. Right. How poorly do we know right. each other? How what poorly... Kind of think I am? What kind of relationship do we have the last 17 years if this is where you still are with me? That you're still worried that I'm about, that I'm harboring anger, I'm going to attack you. Right. How sad like, is it that? It seems like that first line, Yosef returned to Egypt. It's like, he's not one with his brothers. Ah. It's like Yosef and his brothers. You know, like, so that's why, I, that's why I caught my eye. I hadn't thought about this yeah. part of the story. So I, I thought about the rest of it. But then I read the first line. I said, oh, it, it actually mm-hmm. tips you off, right? It's like, we have the same thing by, by, by Avram and Lot. When Avram and Lot come back from Egypt and then before they split, you also have that Avram goes and Lot also comes. It's the same thing. The Torah does that a lot. Right? So the same thing here. Yosef comes back and the brothers also come. It's almost like it's tipping you off that there's something not totally connected here in this relationship. Good. So what happens? He says, don't worry about it. And he like kind of says nice things and don't worry, I'll take care of you. It's fine. He kind of like, he said the right things. He knew what to say to show them that he's, I have no issues with you. We're totally, oh, sorry, I, 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 skipped, I, sorry, I skipped a line. A bunch of lines. So, so what happened? Sorry, I skipped. So, and they basically bow down to him, right? Like Yoni, you pointed out this whole story, right? The, the whole bowing, bowing, the whole story. And they say, we're going to be your slaves. Don't be worried. Am I in God's place? Right? You think... Either means you think bad things about me, or you think that what you did was bad. But Hashem realized it's all good. Right? Look what happened because I because this happened. Look, we're set up now, so don't worry about it. I know it was bad, but we're fine. Don't worry. He says, "Don't worry about it, guys. We're fine." And he leaves it alone. And at the end of the day, he actually asks them to carry his bones back to Egypt. He's the first one that dies, and they acquiesce. They agree, and he does that, and they do that. And fine. Okay. But this story is like really, really problematic for a lot of reasons. Right? Why are the brothers making things up? What makes them... Right? Do, do we have anything in the text that tells us that, that Yosef was going to do something to them? No, but you know what? He's not just a brother. Like He's the most powerful person in Egypt, so he could do anything to them. And he could kick them out of Egypt and let them starve. Like He could do anything. So, like, the father, like, he had his father come, and that was his primary concern to make sure that 
he was well fed and he wasn't starving and he had you know was taken care of and then um even his questioning the whole time when they're down when they're down in egypt and he's and he he's treating them as spies he asked them over and over again right how's your father doing is your father still alive his question is always about the father Right. So, may, so maybe, look, maybe this story itself just reveals for us how fractured they still were. Right. Right. Do you feel better about it at the end? But I feel like he couldn't really be a brother because he was like, he had such an important position. Like, he couldn't really be their brother because he was like ruling a country. So a like, ruler can't be a brother to, also? Well, like, you know, he didn't have time for a family. <laughs> <laughs> like, he had okay. a lot of other responsibilities. Okay, I'm saying, but when you read this story, do you feel better at the end? Like, do you feel like they made up? Mm-mm. No, I just feel like he's like he's like. Don't worry, you're you're a bunch of jerks. But I'm <laughs> oh, why do you, why do you say that? Why do you say that, Yoni? Why do you think that? That's like, a very interesting point. Otherwise, he'd be like he'd be like, I love you so much. You're my brothers, of course. How like I'm here for you. <laughs> but more like out of respect to my father, you're my brothers. Oh. I'm gonna do this. It's my job. It's not my love. It's not my, from my heart. He, it's from my. Father. He basically says like, the <clears throat> don't want to look this way. Right. Yeah. He basically says like, this is what Hashem wanted. That's, that's different than like what else could he have said, right? Like, mm-hmm. I love you. I mean, right. it says say very that very That's nice. He said nice things to them. Right. right? He said nice things to them. But but you're you're saying this is more like he's making nice nice so that they're not right. gonna feel like meaning it's it's tr- it's real nice nice in the sense that he's not gonna hurt them. Right. But there's something. It's not like it's not like you don't feel like it's from his like soul. You feel like it's just from like his like words and like what he's supposed to say. Like Interesting. That's just the way that That's how you feel yeah. when you read this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. And it's right. also that's sort of setting up a he's here and they're here. Like, I will, yeah. don't worry, yeah. I will sustain you. I'll speak kindly to you. I will take care of you. You know, that's not like equal brother talk. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Good. There's not this like we're all together in right. this together. And there's no just pure language of forgiveness. Ah, that's something else. Right. Like, what does he not say? I forgive you. Right. Yeah, I forgive you. But did they say sorry? Good question. Yeah. Good question. Right? They said we did bad, don't hurt us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? That's different than, right, we all know, the children. Yeah. Side question? So, like... Permissible. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So, they knew that Hashem said that you're going to be a stranger in strange lands and you're going to be slaves or whatever. So... Didn't they realize like this was the beginning of that? That mm-hmm. they're strange. So like Hashem tells Yaakov as much. When Yaakov, is, when Yaakov, <laughs> when Yaakov comes down, yeah. when Yaakov is ready, Yosef is okay. Let's go. Time to come down. Mm-hmm. Really? Is that what we do? I thought Avram did that, and that was really bad. I thought, like, isn't that a bad thing going to Egypt? We like Yaakov. Avram got in trouble when he did that. So why is Yaakov just like head to Egypt? Mm-hmm. Right? They knew what this was supposed to happen. In fact, Hashem comes to Yaakov and says, "Don't be worried. Go. I'll be with you." But don't worry, eventually your nation's going to be, you're going to have a great nation. Like, th- th- that's Yaakov, like, whether it's Yosef himself totally realizes this, it probably does. And Yaakov himself is told this, like, it's okay, you're supposed to go now. But it's supposed to go now, like, this is the beginning, mm-hmm. right? They have this misower from their, fa- from their grandfather. Avram told them. Avram must have told them, right? This is what's going to happen. Hashem told me. He didn't say where. He didn't say it's going to be in Egypt. He didn't say where they're going to do that bad stuff to you, but don't worry, you're going to come out. But now they are, oh, holy cow, this is out. This is supposed to go. And by the way, it could be, it didn't have to go this way, right? If they didn't sell Yosef, maybe, what, I don't know. But, but the bottom line is, this was that whole history, that they, the nevuah that they were told mm-hmm. coming true. And they did know that. Sounds like they did know. So instead of being so comfy there, why didn't they just go back to... Because Hashem said to go. Okay. At this point, Hashem told them to go. Right. It's much easier for them in that sense because... Yeah. They have the instructions. Hashem tells Yaakov, go. Right. 
-hmm. Don't worry, you should go there. That's really interesting because then, like, it poses the question, did the brothers know about the whole slavery thing and did their kids, like, as they were being enslaved? Well, yeah, it's very weird, right? Like, at what point is this whole thing, like, they see it happening and they're okay with it? So Yosef tells him before he, when Yosef gives him the, the, this later on in this parak, Yosef tells them, Hashem's going to take you out. Take my, my bones with you. Right? And that becomes actually the code language that Moshe Rabbeinu tells them, he uses that language. And that becomes, and some of the first say, that's, they, when, when they heard Moshe say that, they knew, oh, this is the guy. Right, that Yosef had told them, basically, when you use that language, that's going to mean that's time to go. But so Yosef knew. He said, you know, leave me here now. But, when I, but whenever it is that you leave, take me with you. So he knew this sense that they were supposed to go back to Eretz Israel. And they were supposed to, like, spend some time here. And so that there was a knowledge. At what point did they, you know, in the generations, did they, like, forget or know or sort of know or become okay with this? Or I don't know. It's not clear. Right, but there was definitely an understanding when they came down that they knew this was not going to be good, but that they had to come anyways. It seems like. It's like also off the topic, but like it's interesting because like I always wonder like why people want to get buried in like with their family or like in Israel or like what's what's the difference? Like it's just your bones, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. why does it matter? And like this is kind of like the fact that Yosef didn't want to be left. I mean, sorry, I'm like maybe there is something to it that we... If we have time at the end, I'll tell you. I said, I actually said it maybe last year, there's a really cool idea from the Rav that's actually related to this whole thing about why Yosef specifically wants, he asks the brothers to bring him up. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'll just tell you right now. Rabbi <laughs> Selvajic says, because the one thing Yosef never gets is that sense of unity, that they really accept him again. What's the way to get someone to repair a relationship? What's the way to do that? You put your trust in them. You show them that you trust them. Right? They don't trust him here. That's clear. So what does he say? I'm not telling my children to take me out of Egypt. I'm telling you guys. And it's his last way of showing them like, because what's, what's the thing Yosef always yearns for the whole time, right? He's in Egypt by himself yeah. and his father's face sees him in the window and the Medrash says, what does he say? He, he, when he's about to be with Asia's Potiphar and he decides not to, his father, he sees his father's face and the Medrash says, he says, your brother's names are going to be on the Hoshen. Do you want to be there or you want to have it erased? Right? He's always looking to be on the Hoshen. He wants to be back with that group. He was exiled from them. And that's what he wants. So how do you do that in a relationship? He was like very smart. He had psychological you know, training. So he knew, you know, relationship therapy. So he said, if you put trust in them, that you guys will take me out, I trust you. That was his way of sort of saying to them, like, I trust you, trust me. Mm-hmm. And his way of kind of like that's reconnecting, which, is, which actually fits perfectly, right? Yeah. Into what's going on right now. Because yeah. that's what they don't have right now. Yeah. Right? So take a look. So the question though is, why not? Why don't they trust him? Which we're going to get, the measure is going to bring out something. But there's also something so cool. This language that Yosef responds to them. Look at Pasuk Yotes. Anybody know where else someone says that phrase? Hasachas elokim ani? I have it on the sheet. Cheating, right? Who says that phrase? His father said that phrase. When does his father say that phrase? Look, source number two. This is a, an, another oh, yes. awful moment in, in Tanakh, right? It's a very powerful moment, an awful mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And 
already had lots of children. Rachel's having no children. And she says to Yaakov, literally, give me children. If I don't have children, it's like I'm dead. I just, I have, I have nothing if I don't have children, she says to him. And what is Yaakov? So, like if you would be talking to like a new husband, what do you say to him? Like, how do you respond to this? Like any other way than what Yaakov says. Right? What does Yaakov say? Vayicharaf Yaakov, Yaakov gets angry at her. Vayomer hasachas alokim anochi. Am I in God's place? Asher mana mi mech privat and how's nasty? Sorry, chalila. Not about Yaakov. But I'm saying like it sounds. It sounds so sharp, right? Mi mech mi mech. What does he mean? I have kids. It's not my problem. This is your problem. He says, right? Right? Okay. So how do you explain why he says that to her? What is he? What is he really trying to do? What is he trying to do, probably? It's in God's hands. So, so first of all, he's trying to display his amuna. It's not up to me. Mm-hmm. Right? He's, he's trying to show his amuna. Right? Turn to Hashem. And he wants her to turn to Hashem. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what he wants. But it's so sharp and so such a painful thing to say. Right? Fine. So, so we're going to have to figure out. That's, okay, great. Well, that, so then why in the world does Yosef use the same phrase? Here, where it has, uh, what, what? it's the same exact language. It's hereditary. <laughs> it is hereditary. Yeah, but he's saying, like, this wasn't, it wasn't in my hands, and it wasn't in your hands, it's in God's hands. Hashem's hands. So it's, so, it's, so it's, again, another way of saying, it's, so he's calling, you know, he's, like, calling on his father's amuna, right? But his father's amuna, we're going to see in the Medrash soon, was called out by Chazal, right? The way that Yaakov says it to her, right? So we're going to, let's see how this call comes back. Okay, so so question number one, I would say, is like, what what did the brothers see? Yosef, like, what was it that he noticed, right? And and what what changes here, right? And did Yaakov really say the things that brothers say that he said, right? What's this What's this phrase? And then what do we do with all this? So let's see. Look at look at Rashi, source number three. Yosef right? They saw that their father died. Mahu vayiru. What what do you mean? They saw that he died. Says Rashi, he Yosef. They saw within Yosef's actions that their father had died. What did they see? Yosef. They used to eat together with Yosef at his table. They would all sit together at the table. They would literally eat in the in the viceroy's banquet hall. And once Yaakov died, that year it shouldn't be there. Once Yaakov died. He stopped, invited them to the table. Well, that's a pretty significant response, right? That makes, that would, if I were them, I'd also get nervous, right? So the, but that wasn't Yosef's intention, so what was, what's going on here? So look at Sifzit HaChachamim, source number four. You almost never quote Sifzit HaChachamim. Sifzit HaChachamim is like that little yud, right? Low, actually mm-hmm. is a, it's a hyperlink to the Sifzit HaChachamim. The Sifzit HaChachamim is a hyper, a super commentary. They're a commentary on Rashi. And explaining why Rashi, what Rashi's picking up in the Pasuk, or what Rashi's coming to say, why he says it. So here, this is Hamachis quotes a Medrash to explain, well, then why did Yosef do this if he didn't hold negative feelings about them? Look at source number four. Right? We're in source number four. He, he had good intentions, right? Amar, what did he say? Until now, my father would put me at the head of the table in front of Yehuda. Okay? Shehu Melech. Because Yehuda knows it's going to be the Melech. But my father put me in front of him. And I would also sit ahead of Reuven, who is the, the oldest in the family. 
Achshav einu bedin sheishiv l'malam mehem. Right? So he, he wouldn't sit, he didn't want to sit at the table anymore at the head with his brothers who are one's a melech and one's a bechor. He thought it wasn't right. First, by the way, that was part of what got him in trouble in the first place. Right? He was like placing himself in front of the people who were really the, those who were going to be, you know, really the head of the, of the family. Right? But he also thought he couldn't sit like at the lower seat. Why? Because he's the melech. So he can't sit. It's not right. When you play Kfod Machos, he couldn't do that. So basically, Yosef starts to like play this whole game in his head. Like, it's not right. I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do that. I can't sit like that. You know what? Forget it. I just won't sit there anymore. And he's thinking to himself, I'm doing the right thing. I'm showing cover to them. And really, he's not thinking about the messaging right, that he's sending to his brothers in that moment. So that mixed message, right, the mix up, the crossing of the wires leads to this. Right, this is a good, a good lesson in like, you know. Messed up relationships, right? I thought I was sitting him at that table for the simcha because it's better for him, and really he thought I was supping here, and now we don't talk for 10 years. I thought he was good with psychological. Yeah, I thought so too, right? Yeah, exactly. So you're going to see, good, good. So that's, that's number one. It's such a touchy subject how you bring that up. Where should I sit now? Yeah, dad's yeah, not, yeah, dad's not here. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. do that, right? It's weird. But also because of Kvod Bachos, I want to talk about my own Kavod. It's weird. I don't want to talk about that, right? So it becomes awkward, so he just ends it. But de- rather than dealing with the awkwardness, Right, he just steps away from it, mm-hmm. and it causes a lot of problems. Pro- you know, possibly it's a medrash, but possibly. Okay, what about this question? Did, did the fa- did their father really command this or not? Look at Rashi, source number five. Avichat siva says Rashi, shinu bedavar mm-hmm. They lied. Shinu bedavar. Right, there's a concept the Chazal tell us: mishana, a person is permitted lishanos mipnei shalom. A person can lie sometimes for shalom bias. His father, Yaakov didn't say that. Yaakov had no reason to say that to Yosef. He didn't think Yosef would do anything. Right? So Yosef didn't say it. Why did the brothers say it? Because they wanted to make shalom between them. Right? We have a lot of examples of that. Right? What are the other examples of people or individuals who lie for the sake of peace? So the best example is Hashem. Right? When Hashem tells, I'm going to have a baby, and she laughs and says, you know, how am I going to have a child? Vadoniza Kane, my husband's so old. And Hashem comes back there and says, Why did Sarah la- you know, laugh and say, Vadoniza Kanti, that I'm so old? I mean, that's not what she said. She said, My husband's old, right? So says, it says the Gemara, Hashem was Mishan and Hashem lied to, y- to Avram so he shouldn't get angry at his wife, right? And a lot of examples like that, right? Every once in a while, you have to be careful. You know, get yourself out of every, every problem you have by lying. But sometimes we have to lie for Shalom Bias, right? Something we have to do every once in a while. So, they, so, they, so Rashi says, not true. They never said, Yaakov never said it. The whole thing is a lie. And they tried to get away with it in order to uh, make Shalom with him. It didn't work. Fine. But I want to show you now source number six. Because a couple of you mentioned this, this point. Which is that when they speak to Yosef this way, he starts to cry. But what doesn't Yosef ever say? So it says in B'chai, source number six. He writes like this. Techev lo aviv. Right, the moment they mentioned the fa- their father's name, so like he right, he's so close, they just was buried. He starts to cry again. The brothers really say Anna, Sana, Pesha. They're basically saying, I mean, they're saying it in their father's name, not telling their own, but that, that Yaakov told us to tell you, forgive us. Okay, what's the only problem with that that's not like such a great form of, mech- of, of requesting of mechila right. 
Dad said to say, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So they so they sort of asked, but what for sure doesn't happen? The Torah, says we don't know, but the Torah for sure doesn't tell us shemachalahem that he gave them mechila. Right? We talked about this before Shoshan Yom Kippur, right? If you, if you hurt Hashem, you just say, I'm sorry, and you're good to go. If I hurt somebody else, I can tell Hashem, Hashem a thousand times, it's not going to matter until, until you go to the person and say, I'm sorry, right? until they offer you mechila, right? But I thought he said nice things to them. Right, they felt better. We still say, we never find that he says, it's okay. Right? He doesn't give them mechila. I'm letting it go. He didn't say that. In which case they died with their Avera intact, without ever getting Mechila. It's never going to happen. They're not going to ever get Mechila unless, they get permit, unless, unless he says, I forgive you. And look what he writes. It got held. This Avera of the brothers was held. And over history, uh, until those 10 martyrs who die in the, year, the time of the Romans, the story that we read on Yom Kippur and we read it also on Tisha B'av, of the 10 Tamil who were killed, the, re- the, the true story, like in history, there, were no, there was no story where 10 Tamil were put in a room and they were all killed. But over the course of history, there was at least 10 big Tamil who were killed by the Romans. The story actually goes, right, if you read it in, I think it's in the version that we read on Yom Kippur, I think. Um, it starts with they walk into the room and the room is filled with shoes. Why is the room filled with shoes? Because the measure says that when they sold Yosef, they sold him for shoes. And basically the, the Roman emperor basically says to them, you, tell, he says to them, tell me the, tell me the halacha. What happens if you uh, kidnap somebody and sell them? So they say the halacha is you get, it's the halacha, right? You get, that's what, that's what lo signov in the Ten Commandments is, right? That's not stealing. It's kidnapping, right? If you steal somebody and sell them, what's halacha? Most, you die. So he says, okay. He goes, 10 of your ancestors did this to, to one of them. They never got mechila. He says, I'm going to kill 10 of you. And the Sarah Machas comes because as a, as a kapara for the sale, the sale of, of, Yosef, Yosef, of Yosef by his brothers. But what's, what's amazing is that, amazing and sad, is that right, th- this whole conversation that they have here of this like uncomfortable, don't, like, let us go, be nice to us, no problem, I'll be nice to you. It pl- the is picking up exactly what you guys all picked up, which is like, this doesn't feel comfortable, and this doesn't feel real, and this doesn't feel like it's a real ending to uh, uh, really making shalom, and it isn't. And in a certain sense, that, that like, blemish of this whole story, according to the Rebbein Mechai, at least, remains. Remains. It's a little scary. Fine. But I'm going to tell you something a little bit nicer. Because this is like that's like doesn't sound so happy. Didn't come out this year. Something so sad. But I'll tell you another another another, another approach. Okay. Tell the Tanchuma. The Tanchuma in source number seven says like this. Davracher. Luis Tamin Yosef. What was it that they saw? What did they see from Yosef that made them so, like, get so worked up? So the Rashi is like the Medrash says like this. Ma ro lomar kenachsha. Why all of a sudden now? Why all of a sudden now they like worried about Yosef going to do to them? Amr Yitzchak like this. Mishum shebeshar shachazru mikuras aviyam. Remember. They go back to Eretz Israel. 
and they bury Yaakov in Hebron. Okay? Now they have to come back down to Mitzrayim. Okay? And what happens on the way? So this is Yosef's last time in Eretz Yisrael ever before he's going to die. He doesn't know that yet, but he probably presumes it. He knows he has, to, he has to get permission to go in the first place just on this trip just to bury his father, right? He can't just like go to Eretz Yisrael whenever he feels like it. So they're, so they're leaving Eretz Yisrael. And what happens? They were walking back, says the Medjish, oh and he passes that pit. The pit where he was thrown into by his brothers. It's amazing. So much dramatic. The Medjish is like the screenwriters, right? And, and, and why does he go there? The Medjish doesn't totally... Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm Rebbe Tanchuma. And it's the same Rebbe Tanchuma, by the way, that we saw before in the previous Medjish. Who alone is Sky Vanilla Shem Shemaim? Why did he go? Why did he go? He wanted to stay in Hashem. Why? He should have died in that spot. Right? And he didn't die. He was saved. He was sold to the Ishmaelim. And eventually he becomes a viceroy. But he could have just died in that pit. And so he goes to that spot where a nace happened to him to say, It's a mitzvah. Right? There's only one problem. Yosef wasn't by himself. Who was he with? The people who threw him in the boar. Right? Right? And what's the worst thing you could do to someone, to a Baal Shufa? Right? Is to remind them of the Aver that they did. Worse is to take them to the spot of the Aver that they did to you. So they walk by this pit and Yosef stops and he closes his eyes and he davens to Hashem. It's so stark and beautiful and amazing. And in the meantime... His blood is like dying, right? From embarrassment. Uh, what's yeah, going on here? Crying, right? Ah. So, the Amru Kane. It's been a good opportunity for them to say they're sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but, but they don't know. But, but again, but imagine, the, imagine the scene. They walk by the, by, this, by the pit, and Yosef's like, and they're like, and everyone's like really uncomfortable, right? And they, maybe they don't know. They know the bracha. They didn't know the bracha. The brothers kept all the mitzvahs. They, the mitzvah. but they don't know exactly what he's doing there. Maybe he's sitting there not to thank Hashem for saving him, but... Yeah, here we are. Dad, dad's gone. Here we are at that spot. Let's get him. Look what they did to me. Right? I have all the power in the world. I can do whatever I want to them. No one's ever going to care. Do we know it's a bunch of Ivrim living in Goshen who everyone the hates. What? Yeah, the boar is in... Um, the boar is in Shrem, I think, right? I think it's in... He goes to Dotan... Goes to Shrem. I just taught this this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he meets the Ish. Right, and Ish says Dotina. Dotina. So where's Dotan in compared north of Shrem, which is where in compared to Hebron? It's both are north of, of Hebron. So that's a little problem for us, right? Because that's because it's yeah, south. It's the wrong direction. It's yeah, the wrong direction. Would have had to have gone there on purpose. Right? Yeah. Which, by the way, makes it even worse. Even worse. Right, maybe he says, let's make a detour, Chavra. Right. Let's oh go to our God. favorite place, to Dotan. Oh. Right? And they go to see that place. Good, so that makes it even better. Um, right? Not so. Not Does it make so. it more problematic? Right. Yes. Right. I mean, yes. Oh, go, 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 go. Right. Good. Like, good. Okay, if they're passing it on the way. Yeah. Good, good. Right. So it makes it worse for Yosef. Right. Why isn't there any good. communication? They've never yeah. had it. Welcome, Liz, uh, to, to, the, to, the, to this to the, family. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little problem here. Generational. Yeah, it's a generational issue. Yeah, good. Not so much conversation that goes on. Okay, but, but check it out. Okay, ready? So watch. 
good. And I don't remember. I must have heard this from somebody else. I, I don't know. But I, I have it in my notes, not from somebody else. But, but this measure says like this. But there's another measure, which I don't have for you on the page. I couldn't find it. Which basically says, it quotes this whole story. And says a person has to always be concerned. I quote you the Pasuk. Visa Nikim Yashem Yisrael. It's a Pasuk of Pasuk Mantos, right? Persians should always be careful. Have to manage both. We want to be God-fearing people, but we also want to be people who are sensitive to the needs of other people, right? Both at the same time. And we can't just do whatever works for everybody else and forget about Akash Baruch but I also can't just serve Hashem and, also, and forget about other people, right? And the measure says, and how, who didn't do that? Yosef. Because Yosef goes to, this, goes to the pit to thank Hashem, not realizing what is he doing to his brothers in that moment, okay? Good. So, he, so, he, so what happens? So stay with me for a second here. Yosef goes to the pit. Now we have a much better understanding, right, of what was going on here, according to the Medrash, at least, right? He goes to the pit. Now the brothers are, like, freaking out. They get back to Mitzrayim. The whole time on the way back, they're, like, all worried, right? They show up now in Mitzrayim. Yosef is now in his, in his comfort zone. He's the boss. He can do whatever he likes. And now they're like, dear Yosef, please don't hurt us. And they, and they go to the extent of making up a story so that he doesn't hurt them. And what does Yosef realize? That was a big mistake. What I did. Right? I made cries. a big mistake. Okay? He, what? And then he cries. And, then he, and why does he cry? Okay, so we could say he cried because the simple shot is he cried because, because uh, it's sad. We have a bad relationship. Or he cries because he says, what, what did I just do? Okay? Now let's go back to our story about Yaakov Avinu. When Yaakov tells Rachel, Hasachas Elohim Anochi. What does the Medrash says? Source number eight. Medrash says, Vayicharaf Yaakov Barachel. Right? What happens? So skip down to... Um, yeah, look at the, second, the last line. Amalei HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Kach onimes hamayikos. That's how you respond to someone who's in pain? Right? I didn't say it. Hashem said it. The Medrash says it. It says to Yaakov. Hasachas al-kimanochi. Like, what's wrong with you? you? You deal with it. It's your problem. I'm not Hashem. Let's see, talk to somebody. What's going to happen in the future? Your children are going to stand in front of her son. Right? Who? Yosef, the, the son of Rachel. The call comes back. And what's it going to say? And, and, what's, and what's going to happen? And he's going to say to them, You want to tell me you're so from and you know, you believe in Hashem and you, I'm not Khalil talking about Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu has his own Yaakov Avinu is Yaakov Avinu. But I'm just saying, this is what Medrash says, right? Now, my, now your sons are going to stand in front of her son and he's going to say the same thing to them. Okay, so the Medrash says that as like a, a shtach, right? They're going, to, they're going to have, they'll come to him and he's going to say, it's okay, I'll let you go. Okay? But maybe we could argue like this. Maybe get a little, a little, a little uh, poetic license. Maybe Yosef starts to cry and he says to himself, I made a mistake also. What was my father's mistake? My father's mistake was he took his religious zealotry for Hashem and he put it ahead of sensitivity to his wife. Right? And he says, What do you mean? I, we believe in Hashem. You have a problem and you take it up with God. Right? Which is so painful to her to hear. Yosef goes to that pit, according to the Medrash, right? And what does he do? The same exact thing. He says, I have to come here. How can I not go? How can I go, go north? We're supposed to go south, right? And go back to Dotan and, 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 uh, and thank Hashem for doing an ace for me in this place. But when I did that, I, I sparked this. Right? I, 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 pulled a, I, pulled a, I pulled a scab off for my brothers, and now they're in pain. And so what does he say? He takes the same phrase, but he says it to flip it. 
He says, sorry, that was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. He says, I'm not, I'm not in God's place. Right? I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have gone to that place and made you guys feel bad. I, I'm not angry at you. Right? I don't hold. Right? I don't, I'm not holding a grudge. I'm not, I'm not angry at you. I don't feel like I'm not going to take it out on you. I'm not going to take revenge, etc. Right? Maybe it's still awkward. Right? Maybe it still doesn't give full mechila. But he said to them, I'm not going to make the same mistake my father made. And he uses the exact same phrase and he like is metaking the phrase. And he flips it and he says, I'm not in Hashem's place. I don't know more than God. We're, I'm here because Hashem wanted me here. And if it, it made a mistake that you made to get me here, okay, so that's how it happened. And so maybe at the end of this whole story, what Yosef is really saying to them is, I'm not, I'm not going to hold the grip. I'm not going to continue to, right? You know, why can't you say I forgive you? Maybe that's still too hard to say. I don't know. It's still pretty evil what they did to him, right? But at least he, this, this language of Atachas al-Kibanochi maybe is a, a flip of the script and say, I'm not going to use that same way to attack you that my father hurt her. And the way that Chazal himself said it was, was not right, right? And again, could you use it the opposite and say, look, at the end of the way, it was, it was sort of like, the kar- it was karma, sort of, for Yaakov Avina? Yeah, you could say that. That's what the Medjushar seems to say. But this way, at least you see it, maybe that Yosef starts to fix it. Um, doesn't mean he totally fixes it. You know, it takes, I think it takes us generations to fix it. To this day, why we dip karpas? Rabbi Noach says, karpas is kentonopasim. Right? We, don't, we don't forget it. We don't ever forget the story. We tell the story over and over and over again. It's one of the most important stories we teach our children and teach ourselves. Because it doesn't go away. It can't go away. It's, it's too important for us. It's, we get, it's the cause of the gallus. And, it's the, and it remains, you know, an issue that we have. Everybody has forever, you know, this issue. But I used to see that, like, the, to watch them play this out and try to, to, to make sense of it, I think, I think it's a very important thing for us to see. And at least then, it doesn't, you know what I like about it? It doesn't end all wrapped up nice in a bow. It doesn't end that it's all okay. Because that's life. <laughs> it doesn't end up all okay. Right? It ends up with trying to manage it, basically. And their kids are forced to try to manage it going forward. And I think that, to me, is meaningful because I think that's real life. Real life doesn't end up all okay. It ends up having to try to manage it as we go forward. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Have a great rest of your day off or not off or whatever it is. And... Uh,